I'm Nicole Nalepa, and you're listening to Mommyhood Unscripted, real talk about moms for moms. Today's guest, Dr. Harvey Karp. This is a biggie for Mommyhood Unscripted. Dr. Karp is an American pediatrician, an author, and a child development specialist. He's also one of America's most read pediatricians. Chances are you have some of his books on your shelf, or maybe you gifted it to a new mom. Dr. Karp is best known for his book, The Happiest Baby on the Block. And he developed the five S's, which is a special technique for infants, and likely gave him the nickname as Baby Whisperer around the world. Now, Dr. Carp is also the creator of The Snoo. I'm sure you heard about that. This is a smart baby bassinet that was just recently approved by the FDA. So without further ado, Dr. Carp, thank you so much for coming on Mommyhood Unscripted. Good to meet you. Congratulations, by the way, on the FDA approving The Snoo. Thanks. Thanks so much. We're super excited about that. That is very exciting. And it all really goes back to uh, how you got your start when you started writing these books, trying to help parents, right, with trying to soothe your baby and crying, sleep deprivation. You know, those are things that parents we sign up for when we become a parent, Um, but they really do go hand in hand. And it also goes hand in hand how soothing your child is so important because we want to decrease our chances of postpartum depression as well, right? That's exactly right. You know, I mean, it's the greatest blessing to have a baby and to to start a family. Um, But you know what? It used to be, that you had five or six nannies. I mean, you didn't really have nannies. You had your grandmother, your aunt, your older sister, your next door neighbor's older daughter. Nobody did it on their own. But parents today, even though they're very well educated, they may not have very much experience with babies and many people don't have extended family around. So it's actually a lot tougher on parents today than than it used to be. Um, and, you know, it, it is, you know, you do sign up for it, like you say. So, you know, it's going to be challenging those first months. But um, but it isn't it isn't a joke. I mean, sometimes on television, you see these sitcoms where the the husband is so tired, he's pouring, you know, orange juice in his coffee or falling <laughs> asleep at a red light or something like that. But the truth of the matter is that the exhaustion that comes with having a new baby leads to tens of billions of dollars of healthcare costs. As you mentioned, depression, marital stress, illness, stress injuries, breastfeeding failure, a car accident, and tens of billions of dollars of employer cost, poor productivity, absenteeism, um, liability, higher healthcare costs. So it's actually a pretty serious issue for our culture. Right. And it's that's such a, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it is something that should not be taken lightly. Right. We accept that we know we're going to be sleep deprived. We know that, you know, it's going to be hard at times to soothe our baby. But we also need to know that there is help out there and that you need to accept that help and be willing to know that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way forever. Right. Right. No, this is the time to lean on your friends and family. If they want to bring over a casserole or help clean dishes, you know, say yes, and then you'll pay them back sometime when you have that opportunity. But not everyone has someone to help them. And that's actually why we created SNOO. Now, before the SNOO, uh, Dr. Carp, the five S's was very popular um, for women. Can you just touch on, you know, where that came from and what the basics are to that method? Yeah, so that's something that I described in The Happiest Baby on the Block um, 20 years ago is when the book came out. 
Um, and it's a good book. I, I like the book, but there's a video that I think is even more important for parents for learning the techniques, the happiest baby on the block video. And so what, what, um, what that teaches is that babies, <clears throat> even though we're ready to give birth after nine months, and some women are ready after seven months, the last two months can be pretty tough. The babies aren't ready. And from an odd kind of point of view, babies really aren't ready for the world until they're around four months or five months old. That's when they're smiling and cooing and interacting. And so this is the concept of the fourth trimester, that babies really need all of this holding and rocking over those early months of life. Um, and so the five S's are five ways we imitate the womb experience for babies. And that's swaddling, which is snug wrapping with the arms down, the side or stomach position, not for sleep. They need to be on the back for sleep, but side or stomach for when they're, you know, you're calming them. And then shushing or white noise, swinging or rhythmic motion and sucking is the fifth S. Coming out of the pandemic, you know, socialization is so important. And uh, I think a lot of parents out there are struggling, you know, knowing that they were not only home with their kids and trying to work at the same time, that was a struggle alone. But there's a lot of guilt. I'm talking to parents about sending their kids back to daycare or, you know, even back to school. But, you know, would you say that socialization, even sending your babies to daycare, it's okay, they're going to be okay? Yes. And thank goodness we're, we're past the pandemic. And so we're in a much safer position. And that socialization experience and exposure is very important for children. You know, we as parents, you know, of course, we're the most important adults in our child's life. But we get a little bit boring after a while, right? <laughs> a a two-year-old wants nothing more than to be with a three-year-old and a three-year-old with a five-year-old. So daycare is not... Um, you know, uh, shirking your responsibilities. It really is giving your young child an enriched environment. So I'm very much in favor of that. And do you have any tips on how we, we can be emotionally healthy around our kids? And, you know, just trying to role model, be a good role model for them uh, as they're developing, especially during that eight months to six years timeframe that you say is so crucial. You know, it's funny when you're having a baby, People will buy a baby book or two or three baby books, not that they read them or remember them, but you know, you want to be prepared. You want to have everything at your fingertips so you can be the best parent possible. And then never buy another book the rest of your kid's life because you're just kind of winging it. But The Happiest Toddler on the Block, and there are other good parenting books about toddlers as well, but The Happiest Toddler gives you very specific communication tips to allow you to reduce uh, tantrums to help children learn to be more patient and cooperative through very effective communication. And there are things that really experienced preschool teachers know and pediatricians know. But if you haven't had a lot of experience with, with toddlers, you might not really um, understand the optimal ways to speak with them. And so that is absolutely something that parents can learn. And it's a lot of fun and help you through those early years, because honestly, with babies, you're going to get through it one way or another, those first six months, you'll survive. Right. But between eight months and five or six years of age, you've created a person, you've created their, the way they respond to stress, the way they feel proud of themselves. And so it's worth, I joke with people to spend five hours less of watching Game of Thrones <laughs> and just five, spend five hours reading a good parenting book about toddlers because it's well worth the time spent. 
And I know uh, we only have uh, two more minutes or so, but before we go, could you give an example of uh, how you could speak to your toddler, for example, to help with temper tantrums? Because I think a lot of people, you know, you read it, but to actually hear your voice and apply that technique would be very helpful for our viewers and listeners. So there's a technique in The Happiest Toddler called toddlerese, where you use three steps, short phrases, repetition, and mirroring a third of your child's emotion. And that last part's really important. So parents today are taught when a child is upset to acknowledge feelings. Sweetheart, I know you didn't like that. I know you want a cookie, but we have to wait. We can't have cookies before dinner. Loving, caring, but it's missing that emotional quality. So short phrases, repetition, mirroring a third of their emotion, it might be something like this. You, you, you want, you want a cookie. Of course, you love those cookies. I wish I could give you a million cookies. Those cookies taste so good. But, but, but honey, you remember the rule, no cookies before dinner. I know how much you want that. You love your cookies. I'm so sad. But you know what? After dinner, we'll be able to do that. But we can't do it before dinner. You see, that has a little bit more emotion in it. And it's a lot of repetition. That makes sense to kids and they feel cared about, even though they don't get the thing they want, at least they get really something that's even more important, which is your love and respect. Yeah. It's like you're talking their language, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. And, you know, all of that hope, we hope that that, you know, builds that confidence and, and uh, the support that they need as they start to develop and get older. But I love how you mentioned how, you know, we're literally, they're becoming a tiny human at this point, eight months to six years there. Exactly. And you know, what's interesting. Parents do this toddlerese technique automatically when their kids are very happy. Like when your child climbs to the top of the slide, you don't say a very good sweetheart. Mother is proud. I will tell father. You go, yeah, you did it. You look at you. You're, you're doing, oh my God, look at you climbing one step in the, we use this technique automatically. It feels very comfortable, but when they're frightened or when they're upset, we turn in these mini psychiatrists, honey, mommy, no, no, mommy needs you to stop right now. And so it's really using techniques that they have already. That's great. Thank you so much for covering that because I think just for people to hear that, you know, an example, that's going to help a lot. And also, you, uh, <laughs> Dr. Karp, where can we go for information, uh, website about the SNU, about your books and all the techniques in that video you've cited? Tons of information, free information for parents at our website, happiestbaby.com. All right. Dr. Harvey Karp, America's most read pediatrician and the baby whisperer that we are so grateful for. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to Mommyhood Unscripted. Share it with your friends, too. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Roku, and everywhere else you get your podcast. I'm Nicole Nalepa. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, Mama, you're doing great.